They didn't put up their dukes and say, what? You're not taking me in that fire. You're not putting me in that fire. You know why? Because they believe God. They said, God, you're going to deliver me from this thing. Put me in there all you want, Nebuchadnezzar. Throw me in there all you want, Nebuchadnezzar. Because my God is going to deliver me. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. You have entered into the Fortress of Solitude, where you'll find anything but the norm. We are not from the norm. We are superheroes dropped from another planet. Join me as we go to this clip. You've learned a little bit more on this road. You've learned some things from the past. You've been on a journey with God. There's been times that it was quiet and you was in your word. You spent all day in your word. It was a Saturday. It was a Sunday. And all of a sudden you looked up. The sun was coming up. And you looked up again. The sun was going down. And you said, oh my God, that was just five minutes, right? No, it was a whole day. Why? Because you were so enwrapped with him. God said, come back to your first love. God said just like Elijah had to run back to his first love. He's asking you to come back to your first love. And what you got to understand is that you ain't going to have to sit up here and be like, was that God? Was that whole? Let me tell you what. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to go back to your own. You're not going to have your own village and your tribe that you're going to test that thing out. And you're going to, you know, you're going to have your checks and balances. But there's some things that God has already said to you. But I'm telling you the truth that it is in submission that you are going to stand up in the power and the might of God. You will stand in what's already in you. Don't you understand that when you was washing those dishes, you washed them to the best of your ability and God was dropping the, the essence of a queen on the inside of you. Don't you understand that was when you were sitting up there with your, your cousin Mordecai, your uncle Mordecai, and you was abandoned and you was forgotten and ostracized, that God was dropping the essence and the anointing of a queen on the inside of you. But that thing didn't come out until you had to actually put one foot in front of the other. That thing didn't come out until the road made its clear, made itself clear before you. That thing didn't come out until you had to stand trembling in your boots because you ain't never been this way before. That thing, that thing. I'm talking about the fact that he said... He says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So we ain't looking. Now, let me tell you something. There's a difference between me sitting here and hanging on a man or a woman for everything I need from God. There's a difference between that and you going back to your own and said, babe, I had a dream last night. Let me test it. Let me throw this thing at you. Let me bounce it off you real quick. What you see and God say about this? There's a difference with that because now that's confirmation that God has set up in the body. But we got to get somewhere in the middle. God don't want us running to a man or a woman for every single word. We hang off the words he speaks. 
Amen. And we're getting to that place that it's not in the storm. It's not in the fire. It's not in the flood. It's not in the earthquake, David. It's not in there, Joshua. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Let's go. Right now in the name of Jesus. Because I'm seeing Joshua's out there. I'm seeing David's out there. And you're trying to do it the same way. But God is saying, did you pick up on the shift? Aren't you picking up on this shift? Because what begins to happen is if you don't pick up on that gentle uh, river of Shiloh, if you don't pick up on that gentle breeze, that thing begins to get louder. That thing begins to get harder. And now when he's talking to you through your children, through different things, now he's going to have to talk to you through life. Or y'all ain't. There's something on the inside of you. It's a treasure. It's gold. It's silver. We're being refined. We are, we're going through the refiner's fire. God said not only embrace the fire, but he says let the fire identify and reveal. He also said let the fire have its complete work in us. And then let the fire speak. But a lot of time we want to open up our mouth before anything's ever been I heard, I, 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 I've heard this from day one. Let me just, let me, let me submit to the body of Christ right now. Let me lay down my sword and my spear and submit to the body and checks and balances. I've been in this thing for about 20 so years now. And I remember my, the person that discipled me, she said, Kay, when you're going through something, she said, when you're going through something, don't talk about it until you've gotten the victory. Don't talk about the fire until the fire has had its complete work in you. A few weeks ago, we talked about the Hebrew boys, that that fire was turned up seven times hotter. Anybody know that that number seven is complete? That fire is still dealing with some but I'm mandated to stand up here and talk about this fire. I can't tell you everything now because, baby, I got to let the fire speak. <laughs> I got to see. That's the difference, see? That's the difference. If you look at the Hebrew boys, what they did, Nebuchadnezzar took, told the soldiers, grab them and throw them in. Let me show you something real quick, and I'm going to just let this thing go. <laughs> He, they grabbed the heap, three Hebrew boys. The soldiers grabbed them, tied them up. My word don't show me they complain. My word don't show me that they fought back. My word shows me they didn't put up a fight. My word shows me they submitted, but they said, let me tell you something, Nebuchadnezzar. They said, whether my God saves us or does not save us, we will still not bow to your rule and your reign. And let me tell you a one better. He will deliver us. They didn't get upset. Jesus. Am I hitting something right here? Because I feel the Holy Ghost. They didn't put up their dukes and say, what? You're not taking me in that fire. You're not putting me in that fire. You know why? Because they believe God. 
thinks that God, you're going to deliver me from this thing. Put me in there all you want, Nebuchadnezzar. Throw me in there all you want, Nebuchadnezzar. Because my God is going to deliver me. And this is the stance that we are to have. I heard somebody say, don't move off your square and your peg of what God has said to you. They didn't put up a fuss. It reminds me of someone who was on his way to a place called Golgotha, the mountain of the skull. It reminds me of one that says, he would like a bruised reed. It talks about him in the Old Testament. It says he did not open his mouth. He, listen, they led him to the cross and he did not open his mouth. They spit in his face and he did not open his mouth. They put thorns on his head and pushed it down so that the blood can gush from his flesh. He did not open his mouth. He didn't fight the fire. He didn't fight the cross. Oh, Lord God. And y'all know, anybody know him? Anybody know him? No, I'm talking about precious Jesus. But he says, in the same way, I am asking you to pick up your cross and follow me. And there's a time and a place for everything. And just as I was quiet, and just as I kept my composure, and just as I kept my mouth shut, I'm asking you to do the same. Because if you're going, if you're signed on a dotted line with him, this is the way of the cross, and this is the way of death. But as we said before, death, resurrection, and glorification. Back to the Hebrew boys, I'm going to come back. I saw something in particular. I saw something very particular. I, I, I was watching it last couple of weeks. I, wrote, I write a lot of notes. They may not all come out that particular week, but they stay with me. And they didn't fight. They didn't fight them. They didn't fight the soldiers. It says they bound them up tightly. Some of y'all feel like y'all in a tight space. And you feel like, this is fresh, you feel like you're in a tight place. Finances might be getting tight, but don't complain, baby. Oh, that hubby of yours, that husband or that wife of yours, yeah, you look like you want to complain, but don't complain. It's in a tight space. Sometimes you feel like you got the Red Sea in front of you and Pharaoh and his army behind you. You're in a tight place. But God says if you would just declare who I am, what I've said, and what I've done, you're going to see the salvation of your Lord. I want to show you something else. And I'm done. It seemed like he still, there was a time that God was dealing with the underbush and he was dealing with the wrong pattern and he was dealing with the off pattern and the mandate and stuff that the religiosity of it all. He was dealing with that and I think he's still going to deal with it. But now I believe that there's a place God is calling us and we're not answering the call. There's a price to be paid. And we're saying it's too costly. And you're right, it is costly. But my scripture says, get wisdom though it costs you everything and it will cost you. It costs you your very life. It costs you everything. It costs you everything. You will be stripped 
down, down to the bear because he says, I can't, I can't move with this. I got to strip it down to the minimum because I can't move with this because they might say it was you. I'm having fun with this. They might say it was you. They might say, oh, look at that one. She's so pretty, Joe. She can talk. Oh, she can speak. Oh, my God. They might say, oh, she went to uh, college and she took, you know, public speaking and she got this degree and that degree. Oh, they might blame it on your degrees and they might blame it on your experience and they might blame it on how wonderful you are. They might blame it on the fact that you was at the glee club and the this club and the that club when you was in high school. You was the most popular one, the beautiful one. They might blame it on that. They might blame it on the fact that, oh, everybody loves you, baby. You're so popular and you got so much faith. They might blame it on that. And so I got to take you and I got to take everything out. I got to strip you down. Didn't they say when Jesus was on the cross or on his way, they stripped him? What makes you think that you're going to go through any less? If they strip my, fa my, my Savior, what you think they're going to do with you? Now watch this. And I'm done. Whew. They had them Hebrew boys, right? And they all tied up. The Bible says they were thrown in. But I want you to go back and look at that thing. Look at it real close. God showed me something with this thing. He showed, I said, my God. It said... When they turned the fire, now watch this. They're all tied up. The soldiers are holding them. The soldiers have them and they're holding them. And when they were in that stance, getting ready to get thrown in, right? Bible says thrown in, thrown in. Remember that. They commenced on turning the oven. This is the very stage that they turned the oven up or the furnace up seven times hotter. Do you know what happened? When it was turned up seven times hotter, the three Hebrew boys, they were not thrown in, they fell in. Do you want to know why they fell in? They fell in because that fire, when I'm holding on to you, and that fire is hitting us, the one that's holding you got, listen, it said the soldiers got killed in that fire. So that thing that was meant to turn around on you, that thing that was meant to kill you, that thing that was meant to kill your finances, your life, your relationships, your your your, your relationship with God, your, your very mindset, your very body, that thing that was meant to take you out, it took out those soldiers that were holding you. So whatever's holding you, when the fire is turned up, it's not going to be able to hold you any longer. It's not going to be able to stand up against that fire, and it will be slaughtered before you. I saw that thing. Somebody else, who, I don't know why, listen, I get excited when I see that because there's really and truly they weren't thrown and they fell in. They fell in because the people that were holding them died and fell off and they fell in. Fall in to the fire. Stop fighting the fire. The more you fight, the more it's gonna fight. The more you fight, the more it's gonna fight. Stop struggling. Do you know what they had to do with those who, if you think Jesus was the only one that was crucified back in those days? No, this was a way that they executed people. 
but it was customary to walk around and break the legs of those who were hanging on the cross. Do you know why? You ever heard that leg breaking? I never, you know, God had to show this thing to me. Because when you're on that cross, you're not really dying from your blood draining or anything like that. It's really death by suffocation. Because you're standing up there on that cross and everything is being drawn down by a thing called gravity. And what's happening is all your insides are being pulled down and your lungs are collapsing. And this is the way that they died on the cross. But there were some that if they can push themselves up, not everybody was nailed. There were some that had ropes wrapped around their legs and ropes wrapped around their arms. And if I can push up on those ropes, I can take a little bit of breath, okay? Breathe a little bit more. It's almost like drowning underwater. Trader, you just prolonging the inevitable and you're gasping for breath and gasping for air. And you know what they did? They said, listen, we got to get on with what we're doing. We don't have all two, three, four days to have you sit up there and take your time and die. So what they began to do is walk to the crosses that these people were who were being executed. They began to walk to those crosses and begin to break their legs, break their legs, break their legs, break. Why? Because if I break your legs, you have no means in pushing up and you die quickly. Do you not want to know what happened when they got to the cross of Jesus? When they got to the cross of Jesus, they didn't have to break his legs because he simply hung his head down. But before he did that, he, the last thing he said was into thy hands, I commit my spirit. Then he said, it is finished. And he hung his head and gave up the ghost. Many of y'all sitting out there, it's time to give up the ghost. When they got to Jesus, they didn't have to break his legs. He didn't have to be humiliated. He didn't have to get his legs broken. He didn't have to have this thing where it was just like, he just, God, I know why I'm here. Just like the Hebrew boys, they didn't fight. They didn't put up a fuss. They didn't sit up here and say, get these, these things off of me. Who do you think I, you are? Don't you know who I am? Who are you to talk to me that? Look, she kind of a higher. Come on! Die already. Embrace the fire. God said, embrace the fire. Let the fire reveal. Let it sit here and let it have its perfect work. And then it says something else. He said, let the fire speak. Death, resurrection, glorification. By the time you get to resurrection and glorification, the fire is going to start speaking in your life. Just like I saw that morning, this morning where I saw those feet. The feet were bigger. They were grander. The, the, the fire burned hotter. It, it, it burned hotter, but it wasn't a bad fire. It wasn't a fire that we had to run from. It was a fire that was burning on the inside of us. It was a fire that when Jesus said to the disciples, stay in Jerusalem, stay, 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 don't go nowhere. Stay in Jerusalem, my God. I think a lot of people trying to run out of Jerusalem because if we got fire, think about the fact that they had just taken their master. Think about the fact that all of these things were going on. They were in some fire. But he said, stay, stay, stay right there. I know it's fire, but stay there because now you're about to get the gift that I promised you, that the Father promised you, that you will be baptized in what? The Holy Spirit and with fire. 
Amen. Amen. Listen, we love and bless you. I believe that's it, and I think we'll have something else. That's good. Remember, it's when we are willing to step out, possibly fall, possibly fail, but still getting up, still dusting off, still letting go, and still moving on, that we truly find our rites of passage through these doors of success. This has been another recording right here at the Fortress of Solitude, where the superhero meets the supernatural. Again, this is K-Star from The Flow. Check back weekly for another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. Have a blessed and prosperous week.